Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello and welcome to Luke's English Podcast. It's been ages and ages since uh, I last did one. Uh, I've been really busy with lots of things, uh, but mainly uh, my music. Um, I'm in two bands at the moment. Um, The school band is playing a concert at the Brook Green Hotel in Shepherd's Bush on Friday the 14th of August. And my cousin's band, uh, who are called Nietzsche, Um, are playing at the Big Chill Festival this Saturday. Um, I'm playing drums in both bands. So I've been busy practicing with those bands. Um, Also, I've been teaching general English summer courses at my school. They're usually very busy because we have lots of students in the school and the teachers have to write their own material. We don't use books every day. So I've been using all my energy on music and work Anyway, now I have some time to do a podcast. So, hello to everyone who has sent me a message. I don't have time to name you all. Uh, The podcast is becoming more and more popular. I'm getting messages via email, Twitter, and my comments box on the webpage. If you're listening on iTunes, go to my site, which is http forward slash... No, hold on http colon forward slash forward slash teacherluke.podomatic.com so if you go to my site uh, you can read a transcript of everything in this podcast I'm being very generous today and I'm providing a whole transcript don't forget uh, if you are a Russian businessman or perhaps a Saudi oil sheikh You can send me money uh, as a donation. Um, About two million pounds would be nice. That should help me uh, make a few more podcasts before I retire to the Caribbean. Actually, I have made absolutely no money from this podcast. And at the moment, I'm doing it just for the love. Uh, Now, there is useful stuff in this podcast. Uh, In today's podcast, you're going to learn about exactly how and why we use passive forms, some pronunciation of these passive forms. Uh, There will be real examples. Uh, The grammar will be carefully explained. I'll provide pronunciation drills, um, sentences in British English for you to copy and help your accurate speaking. So that's basically it. Grammar time. That's right, it's grammar time, ladies and gentlemen. And um, this grammar point is about passive verbs. Um, Now, at higher levels, the study of grammar becomes more in-depth. And as a result of this, it becomes a lot more theoretical 
and complicated. So it becomes difficult to understand and sometimes boring. I'm sure you've all had those boring grammar classes in which you don't really understand anything and just make you fall asleep. Well, however, in order to get a full understanding of how the English language works and why mistakes are made, etc., grammar has to be studied. Um, also, using a range of grammatical forms is a feature of good, fluent, advanced speaking. So, being able to use passive forms correctly in your speaking is very important. Um, so, passive forms are used a lot in English. Um, honestly, they are. Um, in my opinion, there are three difficult things for students to deal with when studying the passive. Um, <clears throat> probably number one is the complicated form. Um, it's hard to manipulate sentences using the passive in different tenses and after modal verbs and so on. Um, this is because of all the difficult little auxiliary verbs and past participles. Um, number two is understanding how and why the passive is used. Um, many students say they know how to construct passive sentences but don't know when they should use them. Um, number three is the pronunciation of passive forms. It can be very difficult to hear all those little words used when native speakers use passive forms. Also, it's difficult to pronounce all those words correctly if you're not a native speaker. So, in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the passive form, why it is used, and the pronunciation of some sentences with a variety of different uh, verb forms. So, uh, later in this podcast, you will hear some pronunciation drills, which you can and should use to develop your pronunciation. So, number one then, what are passive forms? Well, I'm not going to go into great depth about this area. Um, you can look at the back of your textbook or in a good grammar book to look at how the passive form changes in different tenses and after certain verbs. Um, nevertheless, um, here is a basic uh, overview of what passive forms are. Okay, So, obviously, you have passive forms. We also have active forms. Um, active sentences are more common than passive forms. And usually, when you're learning a language, you learn the active form first. So, as an example, uh, an active sentence might be, Michael Jackson wrote this song. Okay. So there we've got subject, verb, object. Subject, Michael Jackson, verb, wrote, and the object is this song. Now in an active sentence, the subject, in this case Michael Jackson, is the one who actually does the verb. Right? So in this case, Michael Jackson wrote the song. He sat down in front of a piano and wrote it. So Michael Jackson is the agent of the verb. So the agent is the one who does the verb. Um, so in an active sentence, the subject is also the agent, okay? Um, right? So the agent uh, obviously is at the start of the sentence. Um, it's included because it's important, right? Or because it's the topic of the sentence. So, for example, if the question is, who wrote this song? It's important to say, Michael Jackson wrote it. But sometimes um, it's better to put that sentence in a different order or in a different way. Um, so you might use a passive form. Okay. 
So that would be, for example, uh, this song was written by Michael Jackson. Okay, this song was written by Michael Jackson. Um, now, in that sentence, that's a passive sentence there, and in the in the passive sentence, the agent here, the agent, the one who does the verb, is not at the start. It's it's actually after the verb, so it's in it, it's the object of the sentence. Um, so the song was written by Michael Jackson. Okay, um, so I mean that might be done for a couple of reasons. It might be that this song is the the most important um, part. So that's the topic of the sentence. We're talking about this song, you know. So if you hear the song on the radio, for example, you could say, "Oh, oh, I love this song," and your friend would say, "Yeah, it was written by Michael Jackson," for example. Okay. Um, I'll go into more details about exactly why the passive form is used, but those are just two examples of an active sentence, Michael Jackson wrote this song, and a passive sentence, this song was written by Michael Jackson. Of course, in a passive sentences, you always have to have uh, the auxiliary verb be and a past participle. In this case, because it's a past simple sentence, the auxiliary verb is was, so this song was written by Michael Jackson. Now, in passive, in passive sentences, the form is different. Like I said, you have to have the, the be auxiliary verb. Um, in many cases, the agent is not included in the sentence at all. Okay? So if you take the example, um, let's see, the letter was posted. The letter was posted. In that case, perhaps it's just not important to say who posted it. The important thing is that the letter went to the post office, right? So the letter was posted. So in that case, the agent, the one who did it, is not included in the sentence. So, um, but if the agent is included, then you usually use a preposition like by. And that, for example, this song was written by Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, all right. So essentially, though, it's a be auxiliary verb and then a past participle. Okay. Now, point two, why is the passive used? Well, um, it's sometimes thought that passives are, are not necessary. Um, some students that I meet say that they don't think native speakers even use them and that teachers teach them just because they have to. Um, some students just don't use passive forms in their sentences, which is one of the reasons why they don't go beyond an intermediate level. Um, one thing I can say for sure is that when teachers teach grammar forms, they do it because they're essential for the improvement of your English. Don't forget, of course, advanced speakers use a variety of grammatical forms and vocabulary. So, of course, passive forms are very, very useful, very common, and very important for your English. Um, now, passive forms are used a lot, and they are useful. But why and how? Well, I'm going to give you a, a list of reasons why the passive is used here. Okay, So, one reason um, is... The agent is unknown. So the person or the thing that did the verb is not known. We just don't know who did it. So, for example, you could say, what happened to the pizza? Um, it was eaten. Uh, by who? We don't know. Um, okay. Um, or what happened to the letter? It was posted. Um, maybe we just don't know who, who uh, posted it, but the, the fact is it was posted. 
Um, secondly, the agent maybe is just not important, just like the letter example. You could say, um, the letter was posted. It, I don't care who did it. I'm just glad that it was posted. Okay. Uh, another example about the pizza might be, I don't care who did it. I'm just angry that my pizza was eaten. I'm going, I was going to eat it later. Okay. So in that case, it's not important who did it. Um, and another reason is that the agent or the one who does the verb is obvious. Okay. So for example, if he said uh, the bank robber was arrested, the bank robber was arrested. Obviously, it was the police who arrested him because they usually do that. So in that case, we don't need to say that it was the police because it's obvious. Um, in some cases, the process or the action of the verb is more important than the agent. Okay. So often it, it might just be the, the action of the verb is more important than actually who did it. So for example, you could say, I'm just annoyed that my pizza has been eaten already. I didn't even get a chance to have any. So there, the, the most important thing is that the pizza was eaten, but not, not who, who actually did it. Um, okay, right. So let me give you some, some actual real examples, okay? So now listen to this BBC News story about Michael Jackson's death, okay? Now this text contains 10 passive forms, uh, many of those passive forms are used in different tenses as well, okay? But focus on the ten passive forms. Can you find them, okay? Now, before you listen, bef just before you listen to the news report, um, let me explain some of the words which you will hear, okay? Now, the first word is paramedics. Paramedics. Now, paramedics are just basically doctors who drive ambulances, so if there's an emergency, the paramedics arrive in ambulances. So they're like doctors who drive ambulances, basically. The next uh, word is Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Now, I expect everyone knows Beverly Hills. It's an area in California where lots of famous people live. The next bit of vocabulary is to suffer a cardiac arrest. To suffer a cardiac arrest. A cardiac arrest is a heart attack. It's when your heart has a problem and stops beating. It's horrible. Um, and the verb is to suffer a cardiac arrest. And it means to have a heart attack. Okay. Next one is to be due to do something. To be due to do something. Um, if something is due um, to happen, then it means it has been arranged to happen or it's going to happen because it is planned, okay? That's to be due to do something. So like Michael Jackson was due to perform a concert in London, okay? He was going to do it. It was planned. The next vocabulary is um, to resuscitate someone. To resuscitate someone. This means to bring someone to life using um, maybe electricity or you know breathing or pumping the chest. So when someone is, is um, unconscious because they're dying, um, doctors try to resuscitate them to bring them back to life. The next bit of vocabulary is a post-mortem. A post-mortem. And this is a medical examination of a body after someone has died. It's also called an autopsy or a post-mortem. Okay? 
So here is the BBC news story about Michael Jackson. I'm going to read it to you. There are ten passive forms. Can you find them? Here we go. Pop star Michael Jackson has died in Los Angeles, aged 50. Paramedics were called to the singer's Beverly Hills home at about midday on Thursday after he stopped breathing. He was pronounced dead two hours later at the UCLA Medical Center. Jackson, who had a history of health problems, had been due to perform a series of comeback concerts in the UK beginning on the 13th of July. He is believed to have suffered a cardiac arrest. Speaking on behalf of the Jackson family, Michael's brother, Jermaine, said doctors had tried to resuscitate the star for more than an hour without success. Jackson's body was flown from UCLA to the LA County Coroner's Office, where a post-mortem was carried out. The results have not yet been published. Concerns over Michael's health were raised last month when four of Jackson's planned comeback concerts were postponed, but organisers insisted the dates had been moved due to the difficulty of organising the show. Okay, so that is the BBC story. There are ten uh, passive forms in there, but uh, what, what were they? Well, let me explain them to you now. 
happen in the active form, really. Um, the fourth example was, he is believed to have suffered a cardiac arrest. That's present simple passive. Now, obviously, again, it's obvious that doctors or experts or journalists believe that he suffered a cardiac arrest. The fact is that it's just really people believe that he's suffered a cardiac arrest. You don't really need to say that it's people. It's obvious. Uh, fifth example was Jackson's body was flown. Jackson's body was flown. Now, that's uh, past simple. Now, why is it used? Well, we don't know, or it's unimportant, or it's obvious, who flew the plane. The story isn't about the pilot. The story is about Jackson's body. So it's, it's more appropriate to say Jackson's body was flown to Los Angeles. Okay? Rather than saying John Smith flew Jackson's body to Los Angeles. No one cares about John Smith, right? Except maybe John Smith and his family. But for most of us, the important information is what happened to Jackson's body. Well, in this case, it was flown to Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> example number six um, is a post-mortem was carried out. A post-mortem was carried out. That's past simple tense, uh, past simple passive tense. And again, it's obvious that doctors carried out the post-mortem. We, we wouldn't expect anyone else to carry out a post-mortem other than doctors, right? Um, example number seven is uh, the results have not yet been published. The results have not yet been published. This is present perfect passive. And why is it used? Why is the passive used here? Well, again, we don't know, or it's not important, or it's obvious who published the reports. Now, it's, you know, it's probably doctors or lawyers or something. Again, that's not the important information. The important information is that the results haven't been published yet. We don't really care who publishes them, right? It's just that they have or haven't been published. Um, number eight, example eight, is uh, concerns over Michael's health were raised last month. Concerns over Michael's health were raised last month. That's past simple passive. And why is it used? Well, we don't know. Um, uh, we don't know actually who um, who was concerned. All we know is that just some people were concerned, right? We don't know who exactly it, it was. I think it's just really people in general, so it's obvious. Putting the concern at the beginning as a noun is better than saying people were concerned. The important thing is that is the concern, not the people. So it's concerns over Michael's health were raised last month. Okay. Uh, example number nine um, is four of Jackson's planned comeback concerts were postponed. Four of Jackson's planned comeback concerts were postponed. So it's were postponed is the, the passive bit. That's past simple passive. Why is it used? Well, obviously they were postponed by Jackson's managers and promoters, right? It's obvious who postponed them and it's not really important. Um, I think it's becoming quite clear why we use the passive uh, form here, isn't it? Um, and finally, example 10 was the dates had been moved. The dates had been moved. That's past perfect passive. And again, we know who moved them. It's obvious it was his managers or his publishers or, or something, okay? The organisers of the event. Right?
So th that's an overview of why passives are used with some examples. Now uh, I'd like to focus on how passives are actually pronounced in sentences. Now in a moment I'm going to read some sentences which include passive forms. Now I'm focusing on the way these passives are pronounced and there are two main issues for you to think about. First, um, auxiliary verbs are pronounced with weak forms so they're difficult to hear. Okay, So instead of saying, um, let's see, for example, instead of saying the concerts were postponed, you might hear someone saying the concerts were postponed. So were sounds like were. That's a weak form. Okay. Uh, another difficult thing, number two, is that um, past participles, especially ones that have an ed ending, are difficult words to pronounce correctly, especially for some nationalities. So now, um, listen to me read the sentences. I'll read each sentence once with all the words individually pronounced. Then I'll read them with all the words linked up. Um, repeat the linked up sentences. Okay. Try to copy exactly how I say it. Think about the rhythm and the word stress I'm using. You could record yourself uh, and listen again, and this will really help you, actually. Now, in these sentences, there are passive forms, but also lots of other words. Try to pronounce them. Uh, try to pronounce the other words correctly too. So, try to say the sentence as one long sound with all the words linked together. Okay. We don't always link every word, but it is good pronunciation practice. Okay. So, um, remember, I'm going to read the sentences. Uh, with the individual words and then read them as a linked sentence. Try to copy exactly how I say the linked sentence. Okay, so here's a uh, present simple passive sentence. We are given a test at the end of the course to check our progress in English. We're given a test at the end of the course to check our progress in English. We're given a test at the end of the course to check our progress in English. Present continuous passive. We are always being encouraged by our teacher to read books in English. We're always being encouraged by our teacher to read books in English. We're always being... Sorry, I can't do it myself. Uh, we're always being encouraged by our teacher to read books in English. We're always being encouraged by our teacher to read books in English. The next sentence is a present perfect passive, and this is it. My podcast has been downloaded 120 times today already. My podcast has been downloaded 120 times today already. My podcast has been downloaded 120 times today already. The next one is past simple passive. 
and it goes like this. All the students were given a grammar test as soon as they arrived at school. All the students were given a grammar test as soon as they arrived at school. All the students were given a grammar test as soon as they arrived at school. soon as they arrived at school. Uh, the next one is past continuous passive. The students were being interviewed when I arrived at quarter past ten. The students were being interviewed when I arrived at quarter past ten. The students were being interviewed when I arrived at quarter past ten. Ten. Students were being interviewed when I arrived at quarter past ten. The next one is past perfect passive. Here it is. Everyone had already been put in their classes except me. Everyone had already been put in their classes except me. Everyone had already been put in their classes except me. Everyone had already been put in their classes except me. Everyone had already been put in their classes except me. Obviously, I'm pausing at the, uh, after each sentence to give you a chance to repeat the sentences, okay? Uh, I hope you're repeating the sentences. Very good way to practice your pronunciation. Um, the next one is a, a sentence with will in it. The podcast will be uploaded onto the iTunes store in the next few days. <clears throat> the podcast will be uploaded onto the iTunes store in the next few days. The podcast will be uploaded onto the iTunes store in the next few days. Podcast will be uploaded onto the iTunes store in the next few days. The podcast will be uploaded onto the iTunes store in the next few days. The next one is going to. Okay, um, so the new sorry the new Harry Potter film is going to be released on Friday. The new Harry Potter film is going to be released on Friday. The new Harry Potter film is going to be released on Friday. The new Harry Potter film is going to be released on Friday. The new Harry Potter film is going to be released on Friday. So, you can now go back to those sentences, listen to them again, repeat them again and again. It's a very good way to develop your pronunciation. Try to copy my perfect British English accent. Okay. Imagine if you could actually speak like me all the time. Your English would be perfect, wouldn't it? Of course it would. Um, so there you go. Just a, a good way for you to practice your pronunciation. Um, you can record your voice as well. If you've got um, some software like Audacity on your computer, you can put my podcast into it and then record yourself uh, repeating those sentences and then listen back and compare them. Very good idea, I think. Uh, but that's it for this podcast on passive forms. 
I hope you found it useful and enjoyable and fun and interesting and all those other positive adjectives. That's it for now. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to email me at luketeacher at hotmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.